just be nice to turn it on and it records and works. Right. <laughs> At least it's going. Right. Welcome everyone. Hope you're having a great day. It is ID. And Nancy. We have been, um, what's the word? Nope, oh, here we go. Already. I can't think of the word. We have been negligent in introducing ourselves. Mm. You don't introduce a podcast because I'm like, um, they probably know what podcast they clicked on. But I guess I could say, well, we this is really like who we are. <laughs> yeah, we just forget to say who we are. We talked about process last week. Just some of the things that we go through, what we do, how we see things, just in pretty good general way. I mean, we didn't even know that that's what we were going to talk about, but we got into it and thought it felt kind of good to go through that a little bit, kind of hear ways that we've learned to just make decisions or get through or tolerate or whatever. I want to get the podcast stuff out of the way first. I just feel like it's just better if it's done. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple. You can go to our webpage, which is reallylife20.com. That has all the podcasts, all of our social media links, and our email link. And our email is 20reallylife20 at gmail.com. That is it for that. All right. We were kind of talking a little bit about it beforehand, about process. Just kind of different ways that you handle things. Yeah. One of the things that I'm going to bring up is what I've been going through. So I had said before about I want to live in an RV for a while. Mm -hmm. Go travel and just take my animals and go. I've been trying to figure out financially how to make it work, physically how to make it work. The RV needs work, which was unexpected, of course, when I bought it. I'm going through all this, how do I do this? How do I manage this? How do I find people to do it? How do I find the right place to fix it? Do I fix it myself? Where do I get money? So in going through all of this, of course, I get myself worked up into a tizzy. Because it's like, I don't know. What's I a don't know. What's a tizzy? <laughs> I get all... I get angry. I get anxious. I get depressed. I mean, depending on the day mm -hmm. or what I'm trying to figure out, I get myself just worked up gotcha what I do to help myself what I have learned and you said a little bit about it is I just have to step back to take a breath and say what can I do right today right now which is my favorite thing for everything right what can I do right now today that's all I've got right once I do that I immediately start to feel calm okay I've taken my breath. What can I do right now? And some days it's, well, the weather's bad, so I can't go out there and do anything to it today. So that's out. I'm physically shot. So mm -hmm. I can't go out there today. I'm not going to do anything. And the other thing is I can make some phone calls to see if I can find a place to get it fixed. I can call around and see when I can get it in to get a quote. Mm -hmm. And just... What can I do right now today? Right. So those are some things that help me. That is like a really good reminder. You cannot do all that other stuff right now. You're focusing on that you want to do everything right now, and that's not going to happen. Right. Now I'm into more, like you said, first thought wrong. Instead of going, I'm never going to get in this thing. Right, right. What is the next <laughs> thought? So I have to do that. And... It sometimes can take me moments. Other times it can take me an hour because I am so stuck in the anger or for me, I don't like feeling trapped. Anytime I'm in any position where I feel trapped, I run. Gotcha. On emotion and bad thoughts and bad sure, decisions. Sure, Because I just need to get away from that feeling of being trapped. And right. then I make horrible decisions. I have to focus on what am I feeling? Part of what I've been going through is I've been feeling, you know, my usual favorite feeling of unworthy because I'm physically incapable of doing this. I'm 
financially unable to manage this on my own. So I start going to that unworthiness stage. And then, of course, I get down. Mm -hmm. Or I go through the, well, this is bull crap, and screw this body, and, and then I get into the anger. <laughs> so I have to find out where I am to decide what to do. Right. I gotcha. So that's kind of what I want to talk a little bit about, like different things we go through and what we do to help ourselves. Okay. I'll call people. I guess one of the main things is I need to find out within myself what is it right now that's stressing me out the most or making me angry or making me depressed and focus on, okay, now what do I need to do? Am I so bad that I need to make a phone call? Am I so bad that I need to climb into bed? Am I so good that I just need to keep going on with my day and allow the feelings to just do their thing? Do I need to literally stop and do something right now? It's taken me a lot of years to learn to do this stuff, you know. Right. I was in my 30s when I started learning it well, and then it blew up by going back out drinking. Although yeah. I could function when I wasn't drinking, not as well because I'm still having these binge drinking that I was doing. Right. And then when I got into my 40s and I had talked about previously about losing that group that I was in for many years and was on my own and I was real quiet, didn't go to a lot of meetings, so I finally started to learn mm -hmm. more. So it's only been a good 15, 16 years that I've been doing this. Mm -hmm. And some days it's easy peasy and other days it's still hard. Sure. But I've learned to find out what do I need to do so that I don't make stupid things like I used to do, like hitting walls, going out and drinking, screaming, making bad decisions and going out and spending money because I feel awful. Right. Or binge eating. I'm very good at doing that when I get upset. Right. I'm not really good at climbing into my bed and hiding, but I've gotten better at it. Because there are times that that is what I need to do. I get so down and out that I need to just climb in my bed and just allow myself to be down. But because my health puts me in my bed, yeah, I get like, I don't want to do that. Right. So I've had to let myself know, no, because that's what you're feeling you need to do. That's what feels right. And it's healthy. You don't have any commitments. You're okay to do it. Mm -hmm. Just go hide under the covers for a while or go binge on Netflix for a while. So I just have had to learn, is it a phone call? Is it a meeting? Is it a phone to my counselor? Mm -hmm. Is it talking? Do I need to journal? Because sometimes I'll get out the journaling and I'll mm -hmm. start doing that. And because of some of the other things that go on in my head, I have to think, okay, what's clear thinking and what's not so clear thinking? Or take old tape thinking? Or right, right. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about maybe giving examples, going in depth into you know little things a little bit. Mm -hmm. Makes sense to you? Yeah. Where I'm trying to, because I think that because we do talk about a lot of things that we go yeah. through and do, but we've never really got into the, well, how do you process this? When you're stressed, what do you do? You know, what are the, some of the things that you find yourself saying to yourself? Or mm -hmm. do you allow some rage for a while? You know, whatever it may be. I don't right. like the word rage. I usually don't allow any rage in my life. Right. I'm quick to get on the phone if I get rageful and if I can't pick up the phone I'm cleaning I'm walking I'm right talking, right I'm going around the mall you know something to get that energy out right so that I'm not making bad decisions right because of the rage so usually it's just anger but I mean old tapes creep up there are times I want to hit a wall there are times I think about drinking I am not one of those good AAs that never think about it <laughs> I I mean, I love it when I hear people say, I got sober and that's it. I have not wanted to drink. Right. I'm not that way. Right. I, I get stressed and I'll still go, screw this, I'm just going to have a drink. And then, of course, well, I say, yeah. well, of course I'm not going to do that. But right. I don't beat myself up for that thought because that's right. the kind of drunk I am. 
right. I still think about it right. when I want to escape or run right. or hide. <laughs> no, I get that. I think we all have that. At least anybody who has an addiction problem has that propensity to go straight to what always made us feel better. Right. I know I do, but there are several things. For me, anyway, not eating, the drink or the drug. I was a cutter. Cutting. That always relieved. It was all about relief. Yes, so, I'm feeling out. So I get it. it. It was a solution before. Now it's not. Right. <laughs> it was the first thought reaction. Right. First, first thought, thought, bad wrong. thought. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, I'm interested to find out, or if you know how you've been feeling lately because of the RV, is it because you're feeling trapped that you're getting frustrated and overwhelmed or angry and wanting to go to bed, so to speak, or if it's because... No, it's because I don't feel trapped. It's okay. because I want... Just because you said that. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. That was why I made a lot of bad decisions in the past. Right. Was if I felt trapped in a bad situation or trapped in a, well, yeah, they were almost always bad, bad situations when I felt. Right now, I feel trapped in a way, but I don't feel trapped in any way that anyone would. It's because of the financial and physical. Gotcha. Okay. That I makes sense. Those are two things I cannot do anything else about. Right. I have to figure out how to make this work within what I've got. Right. So that's where I get all, maybe I'll just play the lottery once a week. Because if I don't play, I can't <laughs> win, right? You know? So I start going through all these, well, maybe I could try to get a part-time job somewhere and, and see if I can do it just to start putting some money away. Or, you know, I, I just start, you said the hamster wheel. You know, yeah. I start going round and round in my head. How can I get more money? How can I make this body stop doing this? Well, what if I do this? And I already know I can't right. stop it. And the money thing, I don't know. I Because I can't stop the health issues, it's kind of hard to... Right. So I go through this hamster wheel of a thing of how can I make all this work without doing my stop it? What can you do right now today? Yeah, I got you. I have to because I and I get on the wheel because I have to to a point because okay what am I gonna do next right what is my next step so I go in there and I do a little bit of painting I do a little more cleaning I do a little more measuring you know on what I can do right there's a couple little pieces I'm gonna be getting this week that need on it that I can't afford that I can fix right so I'm gonna try and do that to relieve the uh, you know. For me, it's kind of that way for everything. I need to find out what can I do now. And then, of course, that big word everybody hates, I got to accept. Mm -hmm. I can't do this or I can't do that. Right. I mean, I've already brought it to my mind that maybe this is not going to work. This may not be what you can do right now. Right. And just go from there. I have to be realistic. Right. And that's another big word in processing life decisions. I have to be right. realistic. No, I get it. I get it. But I think until you get to that point, you want to keep moving forward, as right. we all do. I get you. It's like when I was, I had three children, and I need to leave. I don't have that much of an income coming right now. I just quit my money-making job because I couldn't leave my kids with my husband anymore. Right. I need to figure out what I'm going to do. Right. And instead of totally spiraling out of control, I had to sit down and figure out, okay, I can do this, I can do that, I can do this. Okay, the, the temporary protection order is up soon. What am I going to do then? And I had to put the emotions away. And I, I don't mean like stuff them and give them up because that's damaging for me right. as it is for most people. But I had to, with a clear head, write it down what I can and can't do. What services I know are offered to me. What friends can I talk to that are going to help me think clearly. Mm -hmm. What friends can I call and rant and rave and who wants to take a bat to them. 
right. all these things are right. going through my head. And I have a court date, and this is going on because of him. And financially, he took things and money from me, so now what am I going to do about that? And I just had to be calm in a decision-making while in crazy turmoil inside. Right. And then I had to just, one thing at a time, do this. Get the kids to school. Mm -hmm. I was doing daycare at the time to be able to stay home. What kids do I have today? What games are we going to play? And then just live life without reacting. Right. And that's hard to do when... Oh, yeah. You know, in the midst of it all. When shit's hitting the fan. Yeah. Yeah. And that is my gift that I believe that God gave me, one of them, aside from hope, was that when it's really, really bad is when I can function. When my son found out he had leukemia, I'm going to the store making sure he had this in the hospital, calling these people, getting him on the Medicaid or whatever it was, and and getting all the services involved, and talking to all the people at the hospital, making sure he had this, and I would do all that. Mm -hmm. And I think I talked about this once on the podcast. And then I would get up in the morning, I would bawl my eyes out, smoke about five cigarettes. Right. Get my kids, the other kids, up, get them to school, get them to practice, get them to whatever was going on at the time, go to my part-time job, live my life, break down a little bit, go see him, and just function. Yeah. yeah. And then I would crash and burn for a day or so, and then I would get up, and I would do it all over again. Right. And then towards the end of it, and when things started to calm down and he was stable, I was a mental basket case. Sure. Because I was holding too much in because he didn't want to feel the emotions and all that. So that was another thing that taught me. Right. Right today, right now, I can do this. Later, you have to cry. You have to call someone. You can't keep holding this in. For me, I believe that that is one of the things that has saved me in life with all the stuff that I went through. I was just thinking about this one instance. It was one of my pivotal moments when I was a juvenile and my stepfather and my mother both were beating the crap out of me. My stepfather is throwing me across the room. It's winter time. I run out of the house with no shoes on. I run to my girlfriend's house. Her parents are all freaked out. It bruises everywhere. I call my dad, and I get that famous, well, you sure it's that bad? You know, the old minimizing that right. we did in my family. Right. And her parents trying to talk to my dad and explain how horrible it was. And I remember thinking to myself, just like I did when I was 10, no. This is now my life. I'm doing what I want. I'm making my decisions. I'm, you know, and I'm like 12. Yeah. And I was thinking about that recently, and I I did the same thing. I stuffed everything down. I went back to the house. I didn't say a word to anybody, and I started my my life of, I ain't taking no more crap from anybody. (laughs) I started fighting back. I started saying no. I started doing whatever I wanted to do I started getting crazy is what I did you know I started not going to school I drank and drugged and I don't did what think I it's wanted. crazy but well obviously that living that yeah, way is I get insane. it though but every time something came up I stuffed everything down and I just focused and then I would crash and burn and I would go drunk for days at a time you know? right but it gave me enough to my survival mode stayed high enough that I just kept going. Right. I didn't go. I mean, I know people that have been less through than in through less than I have that are st- still not okay. Yeah. At our age with counseling. Yeah. They're just still not okay. Yeah. So it was kind of like I think something that was provided to me somewhere in my brain to do the things to survive and then I would crash and burn later. Right. And then I learned as I got older, I don't want to crash and burn anymore. Right. I want to learn to survive 
healthily. I want to learn to survive without hitting walls. You know, all those things that destructive I was doing. behavior yeah, stuff. Emotion, yeah, to get the emotions out. I don't want to cut myself anymore. Right. I I don't want to slam my head into things anymore. I mean, all the things I used to do to get the emotions out. I want to start doing them healthily for myself. Right. And the people around me. So I had to learn how to learn to process stuff. Obviously, for a big thing for me, it was counseling. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get it. I mean, I had to do the same thing as far as going to therapy and stuff. I think for me, because I didn't, I didn't have the tools to figure out what was actually going on inside of me. Exactly. You know, I started drinking and using at such a young age that I didn't have that ability to discern what was going on. Right. All I knew was I was either I was either sad or I was angry. I didn't know. I couldn't describe what it felt like to feel remorse or shame or being irritated or grieving. I there were no. All I there knew was angry or sad. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It took a long time for me to learn the difference and to know what was going on inside of myself. Right. And it's. I don't think it's necessarily something that. I mean, some people don't have the ability financially or insurance or whatever to get into therapy, but I do think that there's a way to do it, to learn about yourself and to become more introspective. I always looked outside of myself. I put everything outside of myself. I feel this way because of this situation. I feel this way because of... You know, my parents won't let me do what I want to do, or I'm not getting my way, or do you know what I right, mean? Right. I didn't know how to go inside, right? And to say, okay, what is this about? How do I find it? What am I really feeling? If somebody said to me, "So what's the trigger?" I'd be like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Right. What is that? What right. do you, What do you mean by that? It's one of the reasons why we put those in our very first episode. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what all of that stuff meant. I just knew I didn't feel right, and I didn't want to feel. So I drank and used, or I cut, or I uh, stepped into the eating disorder. Whatever it was for me not to feel. Right. Because I didn't know how to deal with And I always thought that how I felt was way too big. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And how do you deal with something that's way too big? Yes. You don't. I remember I was in seventh grade, and that's when I was starting to get into... I mean, I don't have a whole lot of memory of seventh grade. That's because that's where I stepped into that that incident that happened I just described. I stepped into that just... I'm just going to be angry all the yeah. time. There was no more vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So I think because I just went off the rails, I don't remember a lot, but... I had had one of my anger fits in school where I actually picked up a desk and tossed it and made sure that I didn't hurt anyone because that's always been my thing. If it hurt myself, I didn't want to hurt other people, you know. Right. And I tossed the desk and I screamed something at the teacher and I ran out of the school and I, I, right by the school there was like little woods and there was a hill and I just sat up there and I just fuming. Mm-hmm. And I had no clue why I just did what I did. I just mm-hmm. knew I was angry. I knew that she triggered something. Right. And all this crap is going on at home. So right. So I'm nuts. You know, I'm just not functioning. And she came out and she asked me. Right. Is something going on at home? What can I do? She never came in and said, what was all that about? You need to go to the office. She called me. Right. And I remember looking at her and I wanted the words to come out. I wanted to say, this is what's going on. Right. This is what's happening. But it was exactly what you said. It was too big. Yeah. I didn't know how to let that motion come all the way up. I didn't know how to get those words out. They were like trapped inside of me. I did not. I wanted to. I wanted to tell her. And it just wouldn't come out. Right. And I could fear that vul- feel that vulnerability coming up. I could 
feel the tears coming and I shut them right back down and I said, no, I'm fine. I'll go to the office. Yeah. And because I had no idea. It was so big. And of course, I've been being told for 12 years, do not tell the fear and all that stuff behind that and the shame behind all of it. And I just, you know, I think about that every so often, how it just felt too big to get out. Right. Exactly like you said. And, And when I would get those emotions that were too big to deal with or describe and I didn't know what they were Mm -hmm. then I would do things that were not healthy to stuff them to get them out even though I didn't know what they were but they were screaming to get out right and I did a lot of dumb stupid stuff right right or I reacted because of that and then because of AA because of counseling because of reading I yep. was an avid reader. Right. Why do I feel this way? You know, what do I do when I feel this way? And I wanted to be a good mom. So I was learning all these things about children that were kind of teaching me things that I never even right. learned. So all this trying to learn how to be a good parent, kids do this, kids feel this way. It was like teaching me. Sure. That, and when you were a kid, that was okay. You know, it was the weirdest, strangest sure. thing reading about stuff, you know. I was still watching women in the program. I was still remembering things that were taught to me. And this is the proper way to behave. This is how we show this emotion. This right. is how we share it. Like you said, talking about process is a huge thing. Yeah. Because you never know what it is you're processing. Right. Or when you're first learning. But I believe that that is the whole thing, is exactly what you said. You need to learn to find a way that works for you. Right. To do some work with inside and say, okay, I have no idea what this feeling is. It's not okay. It's making me want to react. What can I do that's healthy? Right. Or at least healthier than well, what yeah, I was doing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Part of the way how I've learned how to process is just by experience, by doing certain things that I'm not one of those types of people that goes out there and shares my stuff with everybody. Right. I have a select few that I do that with. Yeah. And even with those select few, how much do I trust? Because trust is a big thing for me. So it took me a long time to learn how to trust. And it wasn't so much trusting them, it was more about trusting me to let them in. Right. Do you know what I mean? To be able to feel like you can share what you need to share. Right, because if you know, didn't learn that, I I wouldn't be here today, to be quite honest with you. But, um, you know, for me, it was about taking little steps and learning about if somebody said something confrontational towards me, I always took it personally and didn't know how to look at it because immediately I felt shame. Yep. You know what I mean? And that yep. there was something wrong with me. Yep. And as time went on, when I noticed that if somebody said something that was confrontational, that was more of a constructive criticism right. than, you know, just saying, oh, you're an asshole. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I started to learn how to go, okay, they're not mad at me. They're not calling me names. They're not putting me down. They're giving me something that could be helpful. Right. So that means I'm not bad. Right. You know, they're just trying to get me to say, hey, maybe this is what the issue is, or this is what the problem is, or the reason why you're reacting so hard or so strongly towards something is because it it reminded you of something of your past. Right. It was through those little tiny steps that I was able to, for one, start to learn 
my thought process. Right. You know what I mean? And it was in that that I started to learn how I need to process things. It all depends for me. Processing grief, like when my mom passed away, is completely different because that's something that's going to be ongoing. Right. Processing somebody saying, hey, you know what, I always, or I feel like you're criticizing me, or somebody coming up to me and saying, hey, you know, you're not very nice to me, why? You got a problem with me? And instead of me knee-jerking, reacting, taking a step back, do you know what I mean? There's a different process for different situations for me. Sometimes what I do need to do is just shut down and step away from it and go do something else. Yes. Sometimes what I need to do is get out of my head, you know, and go do something for somebody else. Yep. Because all I'm doing is feeding the crap right. that is not healthy. Right. And the best way for me to get out of me, for one, is to help somebody else or go do something that's active. Yes. That's and that's of, a process. And that is one that, of the things I do. For, right. As my process is, like I said, okay... I can't do anything else right now with this situation. I've right. done all I can do today. I'm still... <gasps> right. So I get on the phone and I start texting people or calling. Saying, hey, how's your day? How's it?" And they do not say anything about mm-hmm. how I'm feeling, what's going mm-hmm. on. Or I'll call my daughter and say, hey, you made a comment that you wanted to go do this and you, or you need some help with it. I can come over today because I'm feeling good. Whatever. Or... You know, go into a meeting and I find someone that looks like they're... Because, like we've said, being in our heads for too long can be more dangerous than trying to step away from it. Not stuff it, not deny it, just get away from it for a minute. Right. Because sometimes it's just too overwhelming. And I get that way with the RV. I, I get that way with my health. It's like, sure. I can't. I need to go do something totally different. And helping someone else always makes me feel better. Right. Always. That's who you and I are. We right. We get off on helping people. I know that I spent time so hard trying to process and trying to figure out what is wrong with me or why I do this or why I do that, that I would get so caught up in it. Yeah. I had to say, you know what? I don't know right now. Right. And I'm tired of thinking about it. I'll do it later. I'll go right. I'll whatever. I can't do it right now. Right. Because then I would just get frustrated. Like you said, well, what's the trigger, Nance? I have no freaking idea. Right. No freaking idea at all. I just know that something triggered me. And I'll try to look back and find it. Doesn't mean I'm always going to. Right. I used to always question how I was going to do this and how I was going to do that. And I've got this huge thing that I need to process, but I'm not in the mood to process it. I never, oh, I never um, gave myself the opportunity to say or to have that intuitive knowing that no matter what happened, things were going to be okay. Do you know what I mean? Not okay in the sense that I was going to get my way. Right. But I've always worked through it. Everything will be and is okay. (laughs) I just think that it's, it's... I can get so caught up in wanting the answer and wanting to know what what step I need to take next and if you know what road I need to go down what person do I need to talk to what book do I need to read what prayers do I need to say what you know all of that and I can get myself so overwhelmed with just trying to figure that out Yep. That, for one, I'm not doing myself any good. No, it's almost like a new addiction. Exactly. You're spending all exactly. this time trying to fix something instead of just letting it go. Right. Because lots of times, that's the acceptance or the letting go is the only answer. Well, when I think trying to force something, it's not going to be, it's not going to come from where it needs to come from. Exactly. And I know... 
taking a step back and doing the pause and all that other kind of stuff, but also just realizing that the answer will come eventually. Yes. I can't force it sometimes, right. and that's okay. Yes, that, that is, is a good way. Sometimes the answers are not an answer. Yes, they, they say you know? sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no, sometimes the answer is right. I don't know right now. Right. It's just the way it is. Right. I just don't know right now. Exactly. And then that takes off about 90 pounds of stress. Absolutely. You know, I think of situations in my life where I stayed in a really, really bad relationship because I just didn't know where else to go. I just, I knew there were places and I came around to it, but I stayed in it a little bit longer because I just didn't have the right answer in my head. Right. And as horrible as it was, I, I couldn't get there. Right. And until I was able to get there, and not force a decision and you know not knee jerk and just all that other stuff and it was miserable but I didn't have the answer yet so right. I couldn't move right. forward I would have rather stay in that than make another rash decision that I have been right. doing for years and I think that as intense and horrible as that is it works the same thing with little things. Yep. Little tiny things. Sometimes you just got to say, I don't know. I think I can trip up over some of the smallest things a lot yeah. harder than I can yeah. over the big ones, which is kind of funny. I just think that it's, I don't know how to put it. You know, in one of the, the promises in the big book, it talks about we will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us. Yeah. Yep. And I know that for sure, 100%, that I have had that experience and continue to have that big experience. Big time, big time. You yep. know, if I just believe enough in myself and follow my gut, yep. I will intuitively know how to handle stuff. Right, and you not know? just jumping. Not jumping at the first thing that comes right. to our with common with sense emotions. and as you know you hear spiritually guided instead of emotionally driven right kind of stuff because i can be emotionally driven and i get myself in all kinds of trouble yeah but if i can do that that stepping back and letting things just come to either come to a head or come to some kind of conclusion right without trying to force it, it's better than me getting my hands in there and mucking it all up anyway. Right. But either or, if I do get my hands in there and muck it up, at least I, I usually try to learn something. Right. <laughs> always try to learn you something. Know, like, okay, yeah, that didn't work out so well, so the next time I won't do that. <laughs> Brought up. The big book, it made me think again, I wanted to mention earlier about, we were talking about finances and therapy and and if that's an option that you can't do right now, they're just, they have online meetings and we talked about this many times too. There are so many things out there for so many things. There's alcoholics and then there's mental health and then there's emotions and then there's sex and then there's eating I mean there is A to Z whatever you're going through helplines out there that can direct you to online meetings to you know in-person meetings to someone that you can actually talk to one-on-one -on -one that will call you back if you are in any state of wanting to find a way to get through something there's so much out there now Mm -hmm. You know, in the old days, it was like counseling. And, and then they had the free clinics, which was great in some areas, like I got into, and I didn't have to pay anything. But those are rare and far and in between now. Right. I mean, I've never even heard of any anymore. Right. They, everything charges. But even if they do, lots of times they'll try to help you get on some kind of insurance to cover it. So that's right. a good thing, too. Or do a sliding scale or... Right. You know. I mean, there are so many things, and a lot of places for therapy now have babysitting provided. Right. There are a lot of 
opportunities out there to get help if you want it. And podcasts, I just, I mean, I love Jody Moore. Mm-hmm. She is one of my, if I need to be grounded, if I need to get my head back in the game, mm-hmm. I, I always listen to one of her podcasts. And you can do them online, you can do them on the podcast, you know, Spotify right. or Apple, but she also has a webpage. And you can search to find what you're looking for for whatever's going on that day. Right. And she's her podcasts are quick, and I, and I know I'm promoting another podcast, and some podcasters say you shouldn't. I don't believe in that. I think we all should be promoting each other's podcasts. But she's amazing, and she's just one of those Brene Brown, mm-hmm. and she has her. She's on Spotify now with. Um, What's Unlocking it, what's it called? Us. Unlocking Us. Thank mm-hmm. you. I just I kept thinking un, 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 and I couldn't get it out. But there are so many out there that, you know, even if you're in counseling or you go to some kind of help group or whatever, if you go to church, if, you know, whatever it is that's helping you, there are things that you can do another thing. If those things aren't available, Get on a podcast. Some churches have their sermons, you know, that are right. on that you can click on them. There's just, there are so many things out there. And our helplines, our show notes, and our webpage, and obviously those will help you and guide you to where to go. Mm-hmm. So, but not giving up on ourselves, I think, is one of the biggest things with the process. And like Nance, you said, that immediate shame or I'm not worthy when we have to take a look at or listen to things that aren't great about ourselves. Because we can't get better if we don't say I'm full of shame or we can't get better if we don't say I'm selfish. Whatever that is that you're going through or you're learning about yourself doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you know that there's one thing you want to work on. Whatever it may be, that's... Right. Well, and being vulnerable is not easy for most people. And I think that that is, there's there's a risk in that, but it's, like I said, I had to find those few select people that I could be vulnerable with. Because without being vulnerable and open and being able to say, hey, this is where I'm at, or this is how I'm feeling, or this is what I'm going through... Whatever it is, I don't think I could have grown that much. Well, no. If we can't be honest and have at you least know. one person to spill it all. Yeah. To be able to say the worst of the worst, the hardest of the hardest, the right. scariest. Mine was, you know, I had built-in fear from the time I was two. Right. And then it got, progressively got worse. You right. Know? I mean, I had situations that I literally could not speak the words and then eventually I would find other people in my life that I could share this with and then I wasn't calling you as much and haranguing you as much (laughs) but I still do that today I never felt that way no I felt that way I know but I'm just saying I never felt that way but I still do it today depending on what's going on with me I call different people yeah because different girlfriends Offer different, different things. Age. Yeah, like, exactly. Everybody just has their own right. gifts that right. they offer me. You know, absolutely. So, and it's obviously been a long road. It's not like, you know, it all happened overnight. But the point is, it can happen. And I love what and you said. And it has happened. Yes. What? And everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I've gone through enough things to know it will be okay. Obviously, it will be okay if I do this, this, and this, and not that, that, that. Right. Well, and it may suck along the way, but sooner or later, it is going to be okay. I used to hate that saying, this too shall pass. Yeah, I did too. I hated it, especially with my health. Yeah. I'm like, no, this too shall not pass, (laughs) and it's only getting worse. Right. So, for that, I really hated it. Yeah. But, it's... It's very true. Oh, it is. The whole thing may I not just pass, but this, the moment will pass. Yeah. This too shall pass. Okay, tell me when. Yeah. What do I have to do to get it to pass? Yeah. 
The other one that I hated was to thine own self be true. Oof. What 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 do you mean? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Explain that to me. Yes, especially in the beginning. Absolutely, because I had no I idea. I know how to be true to myself. Right. What's that? Honest with myself. Understand myself. Right. Or it is what it is. I still like that one. It keeps me in the moment. No, I get it. To say it is what it is. Because it is what it now, is. Now what am I going to do? Right. So... Where do we go from but here? But when I first started hearing it, I didn't like it at all. Yeah. It is what it is, but. Yeah. But. <laughs> that was my favorite. Exactly. Every time that person would say to me, it is what it is, I'd go, but. Right. Yeah. Because we do. We want to feel better now. We oh, want answers yes. now. Not tomorrow. We want not this a to week. Now. now. Exactly. That instant fix, that instant gratification, that solution. That first drink where that ease and comfort came from. Yep, and that first purchase. That's how our brains can be sometimes. They want, we want everything right now. Yep. So you have shopaholics, you have alcoholics. Oh, anything. Yeah, I'm going to go out and anything. get laid. I'm going to go do this. Or, right. You know, I, I want to get the RV fixed, so I'm just going to go do it right now and screw it if I don't have any money later. Right. Those are all, I need it now, and knee-jerk reaction, emotion. I don't want to feel this way anymore, so I'm going to go do this. And kind of the impulse control thing yeah. is... Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. And now I it's terrible for me sometimes with that because I have to research and think about and contemplate and pick it apart every little tiny piece <laughs> and then I can make a decision based on whatever all the the goop that I've learned about right. whatever it is I just purchased a new vehicle I actually didn't do that this time I really didn't I mean I did enough research and did my due diligence whether right. I can afford it and all right. that other kind of stuff but I didn't have to do it this time because right. it would. It felt right. I knew I could do it. Yep. It was the next for me. It was what I needed to do. If, so well, that, he used to do that a lot. He used to. He, if he was going to go buy um, a blender. Yeah, Kevin was the same. All way. kinds of research. All yep. kinds of consumer. Consumer reports. All reports. Kinds of <laughs> gotta, gotta talk to all your friends. And right. a month later. Right. Exactly. He figures out which one he wants, and then it breaks in a week. And he's yeah. Like, well, I read and I did, and like sometimes you just have to do a little bit yeah. of research and decide what's best for you. Yeah. And go from there. Yeah. You know. But yeah, and I mean, and that's not a bad thing. No, no, no. It's that. not a bad thing. But when every decision, you know, and I do it more so financially when yeah. I'm spending money. Oh yeah. That I have to him and haw and go back and forth and. Um, yeah, pick pennies and dimes instead of... Yeah, just to make sure because I want to make the right decision. Because right. it makes an impact. Yes. You know, but yes. for me to... If I would have done that, I probably wouldn't have bought right. the vehicle. Because then you get like, oh, there's too much and there's this right. and none of them are good. Right. And I don't want to do this. and Right. Yeah, because then you're making it too much. Yeah. And you're overloading yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's more... And that's, we can do that with everything. Yeah. The overload. Yeah, that's that's more of, of an internal thing than the actual yeah. decision. Right. You know, I can't control it. Right. And that's what I was <laughs> going to say. It's a control thing. You want right. to make the absolute best positive, absolutely right. decision. And exactly. It, it, and it doesn't matter how great it is and how much research something can just happen because yeah. it's just life and yeah. shit happens. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I get better with that. I don't have to squeeze every ounce of information out of something just to be able to make a decision that I'm nervous about because it's going to be expensive. Right, right. You know. Right. And then you so, have to just say, I did it and let it go and yep. life will happen. And hopefully yep. it works out good and... If it doesn't, guess Sometimes what? Sometimes shit just it, happens. It'll be okay. Exactly. <laughs> and that doesn't mean it'll always be our own way. 
And, right. And another thing with the processing before we get off here is it can take time to learn. Like there are some processes. Hmm. There are some things I process much quicker and much easier than I ever have in my life. It becomes a second nature. Yep. It's not this thing anymore. And then there's other stuff that it, it still just weighs on me. And there there's just... I keep thinking of one thing, and I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not going to talk about it because it still weighs on me so much. But it, it's still something that I still have a hard time being able to tell myself I am okay in spite of this, which I know a lot of people that have mental health issues will go through. Sure. And it's beautiful when they get to the point and say, I have bipolar and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, I have bipolar, therefore I am flawed. Mm -hmm. And that's where I get upset with mental illness, where people make them feel right. like, okay, people who have cancer are considered flawed people. People who have, you know, sugar problems aren't considered flawed. It's so I get, that's right. where my anger starts going. Because the stereotype. Yeah. Yes. And I get and the very... Stigma associated uh, with yes. it. Yeah, I get it. So, stuff like that can take longer, especially if it's a societal thing, if, if it's a, uh, a mental health thing, if it's a struggling with addiction thing, you know, if you're a sex worker trying to get out of it, you know, because you're ready or want to or whatever, and society is what causes things to be so much harder. Right. And... I just give yourselves the understanding that it's just some people in society. It is not actual truth. Right. Because in truth, no matter how bad or rotten we think we are or have been, we are still people and we can still get better, do better, and feel better. Mm -hmm. It's just a given. Mm -hmm. You know, I've known some some pretty down, not so good people who rose above it all. Right. And although they can never take it back, they live their todays very different. Right. And that's what matters. How are you living today? I always just keep saying it over and over. You can do it. We've done it. I've seen people do it. It's about what you're doing today. Right. That will make all the difference to everything in your life. Yeah. I think we're talked out. I think so. Okay, y'all probably done listening. <laughs> y'all. Yes. Y'all. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful moment in time. We hope that you're doing great. We hope that you're getting through your day and you're able to grab your moment and feel better in it. Yeah. And thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for spending your time with us today. And we, we are, are out. out.